0: Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a
1: spotlight on positive changemakers sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals. What I wanted from music was to inspire people. I wanted to help and I wanted to actually make an impact on people's lives. But music, I don't find, really did that very much. What I started to realize was anxiety and depression is predictable. Mm. And so is the way out. So I started helping people with anxiety and depression for a few years. So I was able to memorize over 600 words of Spanish in a week before going to Mexico. (laughs) So I was able to have basic conversation in a week. So we have this thing called neuroplasticity, which is the ability for the brain to rewire its synapses in any direction, which means that you can get better at anything, at any age of your life. She was a director at Pepsi, and she came to me saying that her brain was broken and she couldn't remember numbers or whatever. And within the period of one week, she was able to remember her entire P&L statement, which had about 230 numbers.
0: Rooted within with Lily and Dan. Hi, Josh.
1: I think I'm good. I just forgot, to be honest. No. <laughs>
0: oh, good. Thanks for having me in, guys. Welcome, You're welcome. very welcome. It's good to have you in the studio. This looks beautiful, by the way. It's amazing. On opening. Yeah, awesome. JJ and the team have done a great job. Yeah, I'm going to awesome. give them a little plug later on in the in the episode. <laughs> He'll I'm sure you'll be very happy of about course. that. Of course. I met you a long time ago when you were a performer.
1: Long time, like yeah. seven, eight years ago. Or something really? Like that. Yeah, long time. Which Which
2: was a performer performing what exactly? Was you a
0: musician.
1: Yeah, so singing, performing. I was uh, doing the guitar, the looping. So I, I had the drums going, the bass, the piano, the singing, all of it together. So oh. it sounded like a band. Yeah. Uh, so less cheesy than the one-man band holding the, the drum on the back. I
0: and think I was, of course, like walking around mu- with the cymbals. <laughs> I, I
2: must have seen them somewhere. So uh, do I want to know where it was you met? No, no, I can't remember. Like, it was just like a gig, I think. And you also like did some gigs with the
0: company. And, yeah, yeah, like, bits and pieces. Yeah,
1: I was in the music industry for quite a long time. And yeah. the event scene was very small here a while ago as well. It's, yeah. it's changed completely since COVID. Massive. So, away. hold on.
2: What, what brought you to Dubai? It was music.
1: It was originally music. So, I got to take f- us back. It's cool. So, I'm sitting <laughs> in my my chair <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Australia. I get this message from some dude saying, Hey, do you want to go to Dubai? You want to stay in a five star hotel? All and flights also? and accommodation, Where everything up? included. It was I'll the Anantara Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't too shabby, you know, and I'm yeah. the 22-year-old kid, never even been in a five-star hotel in Australia, <laughs> let alone no a five-star luxury hotel. Hold on,
2: whereabouts in Australia?
1: Brisbane-ish.
2: Oh my God, Brisbane too. <laughs> oh, that's well, okay. actually
1: a small town. I was only in Brisbane for a couple of years, but a small town of 6,000 people. So wow. I'm a country kid.
0: Really? I played full country. Yeah, so then obviously the, the opportunity to move to Dubai is like worlds apart from huge. Well, I thought it was home. a
1: scam, so I didn't take it very seriously. <laughs>
2: spoken, spoken like a true Aussie, Honestly. but that was like uh.
0: true kind of like Dubai experience.
1: Oh, for sure. And I got the ticket to the airport, and I got there. I'm thinking this isn't going to work. Surely, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not real. I get there. I get on the plane. I get to Abu Dhabi, hop on a bus, I get picked up by Alexis, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize it's an Uber. Yeah. Uh, But for me, I was like, this is crazy, you know? And I I see these huge hotels as I'm driving past the Atlantis with the huge arch under it. I get the Anantara, it's massive and just lit and golden. It's a beautiful
0: resort. beautiful,
1: it's absolutely stunning. I've never seen anything like it Mm. in my life, right? And I get into the reception area and like, Mr. McCartney, we've been waiting for you. I'm like, really? That's great. So this is legit now? This is legit happening. And I was supposed to be here for four months and Mm. that was eight years ago. Wow. Yeah. You've not looked back yeah. since. Haven't looked back since. Wow, I mean, I've gone home to see the family. Yeah, of stuff, course. But yeah, I've lived here ever since. So it just resonated with Dubai, resonated with the country, the people, the the lifestyle, just the whole it's thing. Very yeah. different. It's different. very different to Australia. Though. Very. How
2: different
0: do you get into time. performing? How do you get into being a musician? I
1: started with drums okay. back in Australia when I was about 14 or 15. But moment and happen were happy. But, so always So <laughs> no, always,
2: always into music? Music is a well, thing? My is it a was, family thing? My okay, family tell us was, a bit about, yeah. about
1: that. So I would see my brothers perform as, little, as a little kid. I was like yeah. six and I'd walk into the room and he performing and I just got this emotional like kick to the chest. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful and amazing it probably sounded horrible that's like it. they're just so cool just so cool right and i would travel with them they would play like gigs around uh, the state that we were from dad would travel with all the the equipment in the trailer we would go to all these events and i just imagined myself doing it but i didn't pick it up until i was 15 my parents okay. didn't want me to wow right so then i at 15 i said i want to play start playing drums and my dad got me a drum kit. And I'm like, this is incredible. And, and I started playing. my mom them. My mom, yeah. <laughs> they weren't happy. They weren't happy. <laughs> but I started, uh, <laughs> I started performing with people from my like X Factor, Australian Idol, doing tours around Australia. I went to the States and all this sort of thing as well, just on drums. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys realized that I could sing. He's like, dude, do you want to open for me and actually play guitar and sing some of your songs at the beginning? I'm like, yeah, sure. No worries. And I'm about 18 or 19 at this point. That's amazing. And so we get back to Brisbane. And he offers me a residency at one of these hotels. I was, uh, one of these hotels, just locally, one of the pubs, and it was paying more money for four hours than I was making working in a pub, three or four days a week. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap! My time could free up, and I can play mm. music. Yeah. I can do what I enjoy doing. Mm. It'd
0: be more financially beneficial. Exactly. So yeah. then I got one gig, and, and, pick and two up more gigs, chicks. and three, and four, <laughs>
1: and then I got the the offer to come to Dubai, and I just never looked back. Nice. Yeah.
0: And then you came to Dubai what eight years ago? Eight years ago. Yeah. twenty two. Wow. I'm trying to do the math right now. There we go. The
2: the stories, the stories of 22 year old landing in Dubai. Of
0: course. yeah,
1: 22 year old country kid. Yeah. I'm going to say it must be
0: a journey over the last eight years. Your time here. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of key takeaways or highlights? uh,
1: I feel like I've lived about four or five different lifetimes since being here, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Time does also go very fast in Dubai, mm. though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, true. I think it's like Groundhog Day because the sky is so beautiful every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a repeat every single day. It's just a very fast
0: pace. There's a big energy. It, it is. Like it's very
1: relentless.
2: Well, a week feels like a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yes, it true. Does. Right? And I was just in... I just got back from Seychelles at 6 a.m. this morning and I met one of the guys who used to live in Dubai for nine years and mm. I asked him the same question. I'm like, what, what do you think has changed about you since you left Dubai? And he said that life feels a lot slower i'm a lot less stressed and I'm a lot yeah. more relaxed and because dubai everyone is just hustling you know yeah. every hour of every day is filled yeah so you're always just on, on the go, go on mm. the go on the go so i think one of the takeaways is to find time to actually have downtime yeah to escape and to just relax for a little bit because it kind of resets you a little bit more
0: and how did you find that downtime what did you do I just went to the went beach. Went to Tejal. Tejal. Like, <laughs> I'm like lobster red at the moment. I'm gonna be straight back to white tomorrow. But <laughs> I can resonate with that one, third degree burns in uh-huh. like cloud. Exactly, yeah. Uh, good and old Irish like, skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same as
1: Australian, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just went on a couple of little boats, this little semi-submarine thing, seeing the fish under the water and just traveling around, driving through the nature, went hiking, that sort of thing. Just just na- nature. Nice.
0: But you've done like, as I've been seeing on social media, you've kind of done like a, a bit of a career change because you've yeah. gone from the world of music into, what are you doing now? So I do memory and public speaking training, which is completely different. Completely different. Yeah. How did that happen? It was an accident, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I never found
1: I felt fulfilled through music. Okay. So when I was performing music, it was great because I'm on stage, on the center of attention. But what happened to that,
2: that, that feeling?
1: i think when you do something for too long and you don't get the response you expect Mm. you start to lose the love for it it becomes a job it becomes a job and i was performing seven to ten times every week So that's quite a lot that's relentless yeah i was very tired because in performing you're giving energy Mm. every single day yeah Mm. and you're meeting 10 15 20 people every single day yeah so Every single day I go home, and I'm just wrecked, I'm tired. Even though I've not really worked that hard, I'm just so tired from giving away energy all the time. Mm. And I did all the main places in Dubai, I did huge events, you know, I performed for up to like 20,000 people in Abu Dhabi or something like yeah. that. Like I've performed in cool places and I've done really cool stuff with music and I, I love that I've had those experiences. But I never felt the fulfillment Mm. because I'd hop on stage and I'd play music and I'd be like, this is amazing. This is my bubble of music and creativity and joy, but I'm not getting any response back. Yeah. And so after a while, it just became... That's really sad. Yeah. yeah. A lot of musicians that I've met have kind of felt the same. You know, some gigs are just In like this soul region draining. or... Yeah, yeah, just anywhere that I've ever met musicians. That's always
0: been a challenge, unless you're kind of like a major A-list artist. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you're a homegrown talent, let's say, or somebody that's like here performing kind of regularly, like, yeah, there's not that level of... Engagement, let's just say, mm. yeah. It's really that sad to
2: hear. Before. Yeah,
1: it is what it is. Mm. But I had incredible experiences from it. Mm. like I'm not going to take anything back from anything that I've experienced, and it opened so many opportunities and so many doors for me that there's not there's nothing negative about it. I just needed a change. Yeah. And so I got to the point where I found what I wanted from music was to inspire people. I wanted to help, and I wanted to actually make an impact on people's lives. But music I don't find really did that very much. The occasional person would be like, "Oh my god, thank you so much, that's was beautiful." Yeah. But in general, it's sing, dance, haha, lol, cool. great. Yeah. See you later, bye. Never see us again. It's a bit you like know?
0: kind of almost superficial. It doesn't really. It is a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So but there's this, no deep connection. This for me.
2: want, this want to um, inspire and have impact. Is that something that you've or, always carried with you?
0: Yeah.
1: So I remember before I even started playing drums, I would lay in my bed every night when I'm going to bed, and I'm just thinking about being the world's best drummer playing in front of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people and what i wanted from that was the outcome of other people being like oh my god i can do that too yeah Mm -hmm. and so i always had that drive to to naturally try to inspire people to be better and to to create a life they want to live music i thought was the vessel but it wasn't Mm-hmm. So, after I started learning personal development, I've been in personal development for probably 12 years now. I started learning it, but I didn't start applying it until maybe seven or eight years ago. And then, people what do started you, what do
2: you me, define as personal development?
1: I think anything that tries to develop your person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the right yeah. logical answer. I think, but
2: that's—it's yeah, so, so broad. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so huge. Yeah, I, I yeah. always, I'm always curious to know because everyone's got a different answer for that. Yeah, of it's, course, it's quite it's personal. Per- well, it's quite it's personal, personal. Yeah. <laughs> <But It's, boom. laughs>
1: so for me, it was—I've had different phases of personal development. I mm. guess when I first started, it was. Anxiety and depression. That mm. was what I was trying to get out of and trying to learn how to deal with. Because so you were suffering from anxiety I was suffering and depression. suffering from anxiety and depression. So I, I learned NLP skills. From okay. That. okay,
2: hold on a minute. That's a big nugget you just threw in there yeah, it's as salt. a passing comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anxiety and depression. When, when did that, how did that come about? Have you always had it?
1: I always felt invisible. I always felt okay. disconnected. You know, when I was a kid, I was bullied. I was overweight. I never had friends. I did homeschooling. And, you know, I never felt connected to people. So I always mm. felt lonely, I guess. and Even
2: with your brothers?
1: Yeah, because they were older. You know, the, the closest Gap. one to me was okay. four years old and he got kicked okay. out at a young age as okay. well. Wow. The other one was out of home by the time I was 10. Okay. And so I never felt really that connected to anybody. So you
2: sort of grew up as an only child in a way.
1: Almost. Ish. Yeah. Wanting to have the connection to the brothers yeah. but didn't mm. feel like I had it until later. Which is Which worse. Which is normal as well, I guess. Yeah, but
2: that's, that sort of kicks you a little bit worse, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I felt left out, to mm. be honest, as a kid. Yeah. Mm. And that's also given me my biggest strengths Mm. so there's nothing wrong about it and I realised this later you can only recognise through hindsight you know so I always wanted to connect with people I think was the thing for me and getting to my late teenage years I still found it difficult to meet people early 20s still found it difficult to meet people so I just always had this this undercurrent of you know loneliness and depression
2: and not Mm -hmm. feeling like you belong
1: yeah so you would overcompensate with trying to be the centre of attention and trying to like connect with everybody in yeah. the room on so the stage for really twenty thousand people exactly yeah <laughs> but still never feeling actually generally deep mm. deep connection with yeah. anybody and you know i realized i had to go within to find that so i started learning nlp and cbt mm-hmm. yeah. and what i started to realize was anxiety and depression is predictable mm. and so is the way out and so i started helping people with anxiety and depression for a few years T-
2: tell us more about that yeah. you said it's predictable and there's a way out tell us more about that so
1: your your body naturally has certain responses right so before I go on stage and do public speaking I know that I'm going to get some form of nervousness and anxiety yeah. it's just going to happen yeah, because naturally. you're literally hopping outside of the tribe outside of yeah. the the people and you're standing on stage to try and deliver a message right mm-hmm. and you have all these eyeballs on you that are Maybe judging or maybe thinking, Who the hell is this person and yeah. how can they help me? Why do I even yeah. give a shit? You know, sorry yeah. if I can I swear? Well, you can swear. Yeah. You can <laughs> swear. Trust me, we've done worse. <laughs> okay, perfect. So why should I listen to you essentially, right? So my body naturally does the heart rate starts <laughs> elevating. Yeah. The the breath starts to get more shallow, and my body wants to round in, yeah. shoulders start closing, Sweat. chin starts coming down, sweating, palms, pit in the stomach. That's predictable. Yeah. I know that's coming. So I know that there are ways to be able to deal with that very easily. So taking deeper breaths, mm. opening your body up completely, changing the focus, changing your intention. You know, those th- things that I do every single time and predictably it works. Mm. Okay. And in every area of my life where I felt depression, there are certain things that I wasn't doing, like looking after my body, yeah. having stable sleeping times, drinking yeah. enough water, yeah. having enough nutrients in my diet, you know, getting exercise to release brain fog, uh, having deep connections with people. You know, there's, there's certain things that, Sure. Like depression isn't a joke. It's not a joke Mm -hmm. in any way. Mm -hmm. And I don't take it lightly, but I also know that you're not giving yourself a fighting chance if you don't do just the basics. Yeah. Sometimes you're feeding into it, right? You're feeding into it. And it it also comes down to the stories you tell in your mind, you know? So the stories that people tell are what hold them back to the past, which make them more and more depressed. Yeah. Mm. So I was holding on to the idea that I was bullied and, you know, I had no friends and no one loves me. And I would repeat that story in my mind every single day from the moment I woke up. So of course I can't exactly get out of that because I'm yeah. repeating my worst things in my life mm-hmm. every single moment so getting out of depression also comes down to changing your focus and changing what you want to experience in the future mm-hmm. so those things are very predictable and I've helped a lot of people to be able to get out of that Yeah. so the results are predictable for at least the people I've experienced mm-hmm. so yeah. those are the, the first stages of my personal development was getting out of that and then it learned. I went into you know, have a change in goal setting and trying to get produ- uh, productivity and that sort of thing so I, I delved into that and then a, a friend of mine introduced me to memory training, which is where everything started to connect.
2: Okay. Why memory training? Because it sounds so specialised.
1: It does. Yeah.
2: Specialised in random. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes.
1: I think because when I was a kid, I was a terrible learner, mm-hmm. and I was essentially told I was stupid. So I, I did Awesome. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. But it just, just was Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I was a terrible student in school. I got you know. D like. minuses or E's or ungraded sort of tests. You know, I didn't really do well at
0: school at all. Didn't was there any particular reason for that? Like, it was just, well, you, you couldn't focus of, well, or... you sort of don't connected. bother
2: trying when people tell you that you're sure. hopeless. So you're also, like, why yeah, should I bother? Yeah. Fine, I'm a D student. I'm yeah, useless. Yeah, because you're
1: constantly being put down. Yeah. Exactly. That's a huge part of memory. Is you're like, whatevs? Well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I, my friends taught me this, this thing called a memory palace. And mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, I realized... Oh my god, my memory isn't broken. I just don't know how to use it. That's mm. crazy. So I remembered 25. So why was your items. friend doing it? He just—he's the kind of guy who's into different just sort of self developments and okay. curious curiosity for yeah. years and years, and he's a smart guy. And so he taught me memory palace, and I could remember 25 different items backwards and forwards. And if mm. you asked me number 13, I was like, "What? I can I can do that now?" Mm. Where before, I, I just thought that, that was impossible mm. yeah and I experienced it then that was the holy crap moment my yeah. brain oh. is incredible yeah just don't know how to use it because
0: I mean the brain is incredible it's ridiculous yeah.
1: so and it none th- of us are using
2: them properly really exactly. well, w- what percentage of our mind do we brains do we actually use
1: well we use all of it but we don't uh, engage we enough don't, of it yeah we, we got more potential than yeah. we realize is the thing but every part of the brain is in use yeah. at different times
2: so was this were you still doing music at this time or had you quit by then I was still doing music yes okay
1: so this is when i started learning so mm. we we delved into time? different well i was w- when i was with that that guy my friends we were waking up at like seven in the morning and just studying memory and accelerated learning techniques from like 8 a.m until about 4 or 5 p.m every day it's kind of inside yeah That's so we essentially did our own doctorate <laughs> 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 it was insane we just loved it we just got obsessed by it and there did was, you guys
2: become highly competitive with each other more with the memory no no as in with the memory to see who's I like you must have played a few yeah, yeah. It, it was right. like dude yeah, you yeah, can yeah.
1: memorize over 20 different items in under 60 seconds I yeah. Yeah. need to get to that yeah. yeah. You know? and um, then I was yeah. like you I'll push get each other. to 16 seconds or yeah. something you know so yeah we did push each other in really yeah. healthy ways so it was good and I just started realizing why don't people know about this if this mm-hmm. was implemented in the schools people like me would feel like they're not dumb and yeah. would be able to get better grades
0: so why is it not implemented in schools and people know about this
1: I don't know the reason why. I think the education system was at least set up for 100 years ago, 50 years ago. It's not really evolved. It hasn't evolved that much. Yeah. Nowadays, it's starting to. You yeah. know, critical thought is actually beginning mm. to become one of the things that people are focusing on and learning how to learn is starting to become yeah. more important. But I don't think enough people know how to teach it properly. Yeah. Mm. And it should be the prerequisite of learning. You should know how to learn before you start learning. Mm. Yeah. The well, there's yeah, I mean
2: there's that thing. Well, like sense, I remember right? at school... We used to, because I used to memorize things and I used to be quite quick at memorizing. So I used to cram for exams and I was always told that memorizing something is not learning it because like, and and I actually, which, which I thought was quite curious. Well, because I would remember it all, go into the exam, do it, and then walk out and just go, right, sweet. I'm I'm done. It's not lodged. It's not lodged or the comprehension wasn't there. Like I had, I managed to figure out with physics um, I did enough practice tests to figure out the, the pattern of, <laughs> I'm a random brain man, how, like if there was, the, I figured out there's only so many different ways you can ask a momentum question. So I found the pattern. Yeah. So depa- I would just read the sentence, see how it was, and then know where to put the figures in the formula. Oh yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, but I memorized it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think there's a misconception there with the school system yeah. that memorizing is not learning.
1: Yeah. And it's something that annoys me because mm. if you focus on memorization in, a, in the right ways, mm. the comprehension will come to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if I, if I start learning, for example, a new topic to present on public speaking, mm. I need to memorize it because I need to know what the hell I'm talking yeah. about. And maybe it's not lodged into my deep memory yet. But it happens very quickly if you mm. know the memorization techniques. Yeah. The problem with, with people is they, the absorbing of information isn't the difficult part. It's the recalling it yep. and getting yeah. it out when you need it. Yeah. And that's where memory techniques come mm. into play. So I was able to memorize over 600 words of Spanish in a week before going to Mexico. <laughs> what? So I was able to have basic conversation in a week just from using memory techniques. And you can't tell me that memorizing didn't mm. help me with that. Mm-hmm. And when I went into learning uh, public speaking and communication so that I could teach it, I was able to start doing within one, one and a half to two weeks because mm-hmm. my ability to learn comes down to how quickly I can memorize and retain yeah. that information and recall it when I need it.
0: And you talk about memory techniques, like what type of techniques are there?
1: There's, there's so many different ones, but different information requires different techniques. Okay. So if you're memorizing numbers, for example it'll be a different technique to if you're memorizing speeches. Got oh, you. Yeah. But you use fundamental techniques like a memory palace, which is where you save information in locations so that you can recall it when you need it. When you say you,
2: you it. save it in locations, are physical we talking spaces. actual physical spaces? Can physical you give a small little example? Absolutely.
1: So to, to premise it, I want you to think about what you were wearing two days ago. Yeah. There's probably a couple of things going on in your mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> where was I? What was I doing? Yeah. What was I doing? So it's kind of like a story. Who you know, did like, I meet? Who did I meet? It was yeah. around. Where was I? Yeah. So you're thinking about the location in which the information was saved. Yeah. So your brain actually links your mm. information to the locations where you yeah. learn it. So I can still remember where I learned Pythagoras' theorem, even though that information is useless. Oh, <laughs> I so still remember Pythag- where I was.
2: Because well, no, Pythagoras' theorem is good. The quickest way from point A to point B is a straight freaking line. I use it all the I time. I use it all <laughs> the time.
1: <laughs> so... So whether or not we realise it, your brain is saving locations. For example, if you walked into this office, your brain is saving the blueprint. You know mm. you don't need to deliberately save what the blueprint of your house looks like. No. You know where the toilet is, you know where yeah. the bathroom is, you know, sorry, where the, the bedroom and the lounge room is, just naturally. Your brain saves location because it needs to remember where the water hole is. Mm-hmm. It needs to remember where is the lion's den so I don't go there and get eaten. Yeah. Right. So it's naturally saving location. And we can hack that by using spaces deliberately. So what we would do as a brief example, this table is position number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, And what we want to remember is some water. But water in itself is, is pretty forgettable. We want to engage our senses and emotions. So imagine there's a cascading waterfall falling onto the table. Water is splashing everywhere. It's going all over the camera equipment and it's getting the microphones wet. Yeah. Now we're feeling cold because the water is icy cold. So we've engaged the sensors, yeah. we've got the touch and the, the hearing it, we can hear the sounds crashing down. We've got emotion because we don't want the cameras to get wet and yeah. broken. We don't want to get cold. <laughs> exactly, right? So there's emotion and sensors linked in, which means that information is very easy now to remember. Mm-hmm. And then another one might be, position number two might be these cameras. Yeah. So imagine a balloon ties around each of the, uh, the cameras and lifts them up into the air. And then they, all the balloons pop and you can hear that loud yeah. banging noise and it falls down and all the cameras break now. Okay. So that's position number two. And if we keep going throughout this entire office, we can remember, we can memorize about 25, 50, 100 items very easily. And what I've done is it's just association. Yeah. So memory is just association. We associate what we don't know to what we do know. And with those two items, they're actually the first two items of the periodic table. So the first element is hydrogen what do you want to do when you want to uh, it sounds like hydrash, hydration yeah. hydrogen hydration yeah. what do you drink when you want to hydrate water, water. Yeah. exactly so hydrogen hydration water so position number one is hydrogen got position you. number two what are balloons filled with yeah. when they rise helium so hydrogen then we've got helium and then we can go some batteries on the wall that explode and got you. blow the place up. so hydrogen helium lithium and then we keep going right and it's, it means you can memorize anything you want very very quickly and you can add and subtract spaces in these memory palaces and keep going infinitely and wow. then all you need to do is just recall them in your minds when you're in the shower yeah they're, they're cheat notes in your minds mm. yeah the students say it's like having cheat notes through your exams mm. yeah so you can remember uh, you can remember it when you're walking your dog sort of like when you have acronyms yeah acronyms are also a memory technique yeah. so that's a that's a form of chunking as mm. well because humans are only able to remember between four and seven items in no particular order. So if I gave you 20 items right now, you remember between four and seven Mm. and not in the right order. Yeah. But with something Mm. like a memory palace, you can infinitely continue. Mm. Wow. And acronyms are a way to make multiple pieces of information into Mm. one chunk. So my acronym for memory is files, F-I-L-E-S, which harbors five different techniques. And then inside of those techniques has multiple different strategies and techniques as well so it's a form of chunking as well so i create acronyms sometimes when people are speaking if they're doing lists or something like that i create acronyms of the the letters of the first words so the first letters of the words they use and create my little acronym so that when they're speaking i can just chunk the information very easily so i can remember it later you know so i'm it's active techniques all the time it doesn't always go passively because Mm. without the techniques your brain will do what it always does which is delete information and it needs to to run efficiently Mm. wow so
2: mm. when you're speaking to people, you're saying you, you start collecting data. How do you actively listen and do the collect data at the same yeah, time? Yeah, because it's a skill.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people, when they are in conversation, they're thinking about what to say next. Mm. They're not really they're listening. Not really listening no, they're not yeah. listening, yeah. yeah. So, the first thing is to clear your mind and start thinking, what are they talking about? What are Mm. some of the main key points that they're saying right now? And then asking questions, because questions keep your brain engaged. So, when you're asking questions about what they just said and summarizing their points afterwards, you're naturally going to remember the information better, because you're paying attention, and then you're also, in a form, chunking information, and you're you're forcing your brain to find the information that's relevant.
0: But how do you clear your brain? How do you clear your mind?
1: Take the, the focus off yourself. Yeah. So... When I'm doing public speaking, for example, my first thought before I hop on stage is how can this information help the people? So I'm not up there thinking about, oh my God, what are they thinking about me? Am I doing yeah. the right thing, or the thing? You can only focus on one thing at one time. And if you're focusing on what is this person thinking about me? What have I got to do tomorrow? Oh, I had an argument with my girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. You can't take in that new information because mm-hmm. the brain can only focus on one thing at one time, even if you're a woman. <laughs> I get this misconception all the time. They're like, uh, well you can hold a baby and you know well, cook yeah but technically
2: technically you're not doing you're e- not thinking e- about it no yeah. but but we I, it was weird because we were having this debate with some friends just the other day saying you know the whole thing of being able to multitask or be able to do more than th- more than one thing at once you're not actually doing that you're literally flicking from one thing yeah. to another it's just the speed by which you do it exactly yeah. that's all it is but you're not doing eight things no. mentally at once no not at all thank, thank you, you. Thank you for that. You're yes. very finally. We <laughs> get <getting> it. <laughs> it's called
1: rapidly switching between tasks. Yeah. So, as an example, just for the listeners or people watching, or even for you guys to recognize it, uh, who wants to, to try it? Yeah. Oh, hang okay. on. Like, why you <laughs> just put me, Like, my brain
0: is like mush. <laughs> All this stuff's like resonating. No, so, like, I'm
1: just like, oh. Your brain's fine. The first stage is belief, bro. So, <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, I want you to go from the alphabet A
0: to yeah. J out loud. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. Perfect. Now I want you to go 1 to 10 with the numbers. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Now I want you to go 1, A, 2, B, 3, C, 4, D. Oh, hang on. 1, A, 2, B, 3, C, 4, D, 5, E, 6, F. Ah! I can't. Uh Uh-huh. Like I struggled. Yeah,
1: that's that's perfectly normal. That's exactly what happens because yeah. you were running two tasks at one time. Yeah. If you were able to do that effortlessly,
0: well, then and it wouldn't be an issue, right? The whole thing, like literally, like I got brain fog completely, <laughs> and then I started to overthink it, going, "I can't remember the next thing." Yeah. Oh my god! And do you remember before I said four to seven things? Yeah. Yeah, you messed you up made about it five up or to, six. Yeah. 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 So that's perfectly normal.
1: That's that's exactly what people do with their okay. brain. Okay. Right? So. You were able to do one of those tasks very easily. A to J, yeah. effortless. Yeah. One to 10, effortless. Yeah. Those together, your ability to do either of them diminished straight mm-hmm. away, got terrible, right? Which is completely normal because yeah. you're not able to focus on two separate things. Yeah. It might've also felt like you started the alphabet again to get to the next one of the, the numbers, did. right? Yeah. yeah. So you're literally almost seeing two separate tasks <laughs> running at different yeah. times and you're having to start this one again and then this one. So that's, that's multitasking. So when you're trying to think about Uh, What are they thinking about me? What do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to have for lunch? What tasks do I have to get done? The rent needs to be paid. You're not listening to the person, Mm. which means you can't pay attention. So your ability to pay attention to the conversation disappears. It's not Um, active listening. It's not active listening. And as we get older, we have so many things that are going on. Mm. We have responsibilities. We have... You know, our companies, we have
0: friends, we and have it's family. It's also the world we live in today. <laughs> we have the world, the it's social media. It's the world media. we live yeah, in today. Sure, like, Everything's have... got to be immediate so thi- like... immediate. So this is why I was really interested in bringing you onto the onto the, the podcast. Um, I really struggle with my memory. And like, I, j- I just feel constantly because you're, bomb- you're not you're
2: cause you're not, present. Com- I'm not
0: present. You're not present. Because I'm constantly being bombarded with information. Because if, if right now, net- if I people. flick through your
2: brain right now, I bet you, you're thinking about eight other things. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about what we've got
0: to do tonight. Exactly. Yeah. So how
2: do you expect to be...
0: Yeah, and it's something which I've really struggled with, especially yeah. of late, like where I want to be engaged, I want to yeah. be present, but it's very difficult to be. Yeah, Especially in the world we live in today, like we just it said. Is.
1: Yeah, so if you hop on social media, you have about one to two seconds mm. to hook somebody before they swipe away. Mm. With that sort of attention span, it's difficult, right? And which means you were doing the reps of distraction. Yeah. You were repping the distraction muscle mm. at all times. So your memory is just like a muscle. Your focus is mm. like a muscle. The more you use it, the better you get at it. So if you go to the gym and you do one rep with the bicep, you're not going to really build it, right? Yep. You need to go over and over again over the period of time. So just like the brain, if we want to be able to build our focus, we need to use the reps. Yep. We need to do the things. Mm. And if you don't use it, it gets worse.
2: Well, remember so there, was there was a Google brain. They said that, you know, there was the, I think about when we were growing up, you could remember everyone's phone number.
0: Mm-hmm. True as a kid. Yeah, remember quite, yeah, every
2: yeah. phone number. Can you now?
0: No, not at all. No. I can't even because remember you don't need it. to, Because right? it's in. oh,
2: But you know how to find it now. Yeah. The brain changes.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it... In a lot of ways, it's good. In a lot of ways, it's bad. That's okay. Yeah. Now, I can still remember my phone number from... The house I was living in, right, six seven three two six seven double no 6303 six six, Call my mom. Like somebody be answering,
0: like he's a Josh there, right <laughs> like, now. Josh said to ring this number.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I can still remember those ones, but nowadays most people don't have the ability to even remember their own phone number. Yeah, and it's not necessarily an issue. You know, we don't need to. We've no. saved in our phones, but the ability has been lost. Mm. And as it's kind of like having a bucket with a fire hydrant of the amount of information that's coming into our, our brains at all times. You know, the, a single day of our lives now, the amount of information we have is around 300 years ago, somebody's lifetime.
0: Mm. Wow. So our brains
1: aren't supposed to have this much information going at all times, which is why it's important to recognize what do I need to remember? When will I use this information? How yeah. will I use it? How is it going to benefit my life? Otherwise, am I just absorbing information just to feel productive? Yeah. or am I absorbing information to feel busy Mm. am I using it to feel validated or needed you know there's a lot of questions to ask about the information you use and for me I teach memory right and as I was performing I was meeting 20 people a day do you think I needed to remember every single person's name not necessarily Mm. a lot of them I'll never see again and in the beginning I started to get really disappointed at myself I'm like I know the techniques but I don't know how to remember every single person's name in every single conversation it's because you don't need to Mm. Yeah. so it's recognizing what information is important to you for me it's not overly important but I try to remember everybody's name and I try to remember uh, bits and pieces about them as I meet them or whatever but sometimes I don't sometimes I am distracted which is the biggest thing as well distractions yeah. gets in the way of creating new memories but when I'm learning something new I'm very very mm. very fast and it means that any any coaching courses that I sign up to or mentors ships that I get I'll make that back, that investment in two or three days because I just apply really quickly and I learn yeah. really, really fast. And I can hop on a stage and talk about something I'm f- unfamiliar with in a week as if I know what the hell I'm talking about because of my ability to learn information. Whereas in the past, I thought I was dumb. I yeah. thought that I was a terrible student. I thought that I was useless and whatever. But for me, learning new information is the important thing to use memory for. Basic things are conversations and stuff like that. It can be sometimes if I'm really yeah. interested, but... I totally understand if people forget my name. I don't, I don't get upset about it. It
0: doesn't bother me. But can anybody apply this? Yes. Because I was going to say like, or do you have to have like a, a little a bit of specific brain. A, <laughs> a, yeah, or a specific scale or... No. So
1: we have this thing called neuroplasticity, yep. which is the ability for the brain to rewire its synapses in any direction, which means that you can get better at anything at any age of your life.
2: Well, that was a question I was going to ask. Age... Because, nope. you know, they always, uh, there's, there's that whole misconception that, you know, uh, after a certain point, yeah, that's it. Well,
0: that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like all my brains went to mush no, because I'm nearly 42. No, has got
2: too much.
0: True. I can't, it's I can't too focus. much. Yeah, it's too much. If you, if you don't go to the gym
1: and you eat bad food, would you expect to be in shape?
0: No. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow.
2: Are you making the impact you want to make?
0: uh i don't think i ever will but um why do you think you'll never will i
1: mean for me it would be a global thing before i was like yeah did it (laughs) Uh. but yeah i'm pretty happy with the progress i've made yeah i'm i'm grateful for the the following that i built and the opportunities that i've had and for me it's not a i don't think the outcome matters as much but i'm just enjoying the process you know feeling more fulfilled now Yes, because I get to have a conversation with somebody and their, li- their eyes light up and yeah. their life actually dramatically changes from that point. You make tangible impact I make and quantifiable. like I yeah. can see that yeah I can see the, the impact that they have because of how they feel afterwards. So yeah. What's one of your
2: favorite get? stories of, of the impact you've had on someone?
1: Hmm. I mean, there's quite a few. I remember the first one that I had was she was a director at Pepsi and she came to me saying that her brain was broken and she couldn't remember numbers or whatever and within the period of one week, she was able to remember her entire P&L statement which had about 230 numbers in different rows and columns percentages totals in two sessions just in one week's time and that's from somebody who thought they had a horrible ability to remember numbers other people doing their TEDx talks Mm -hmm. they're nervous as hell because they're freaking out because they can't remember their speech one session and a couple days later and their speech is memorized and they hop on stage and nail it you know it's it's I've always found that the difference between if you're overwhelmed or stressed or if you're unfulfilled and unhappy and you're not making progress, Mm. it just means you need to learn something. Mm -hmm. The difference between where you are and where you wanna be is a bit of information. That information closes the gap as well. Mm -hmm. You need to apply the information but the application of information will lead to fulfillment in your life. So if ever anyone's feeling stuck, you need to learn and apply and that's it. It's really that simple. You need
2: to bridge the gap. Yeah. Well, as a last question, what's next?
1: Yeah, mm, good, that's a good question. <laughs> 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 we always so, started that at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, setting up my academy. So you're gonna start up an academy? Yeah, yeah.
0: Here in the UAE. Yeah, yeah. amazing. It will be global, like yeah. online.
1: Everything is yeah the ability to go so everywhere. accessible now. Yeah, and start getting my programs outsourced. I've already spoken to a university to accredit my uh, my courses and everything. You're so. creating programs
0: now, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: So I just want to have bigger impact. I want to be speaking to thousands of people in difference to our stadiums and stuff like that that's the next kind of step for me yeah for uh, like arena pretty much <laughs> actually yeah. hey, speaking to things like that would be the next step for me yeah
0: all right.
2: That's incredible. We're signing up. Yeah. We
1: are. We, we are. Uh, the, we're no, like,
2: Dan. I've, we're going back to school. <laughs> <I've> got, <laughs> I think
0: I need to. I've got so many questions. Like, <laughs> literally, but my brain I've is got like mush right now. No, for well. sure. Like Josh, I'm really impressed with uh, okay. the career change and what you're achieving. Like, like I said, you popped up on social media quite a lot, and I was like, "Wow, why? Like, you know, very different, oh. very impressive." Thank Actually, you. I've got uh,
2: one last question. We'll go so, on. so, what do your brothers think now? Or your mum? Uh, your family must be like.
1: I think family that's just. I don't think it impresses family too much, you know. <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> they're proud, but yeah. like, they're just family. You know, they've just seen they see the ups and the downs mm. in each of it. So it's not like, oh my god, wow, I'm so proud of you. Oh my god, no. that sort of thing. It's just for them, it's kind of normal now, I guess. Yeah. You know, so when I moved overseas at 22, it was like, wow, what are you sure? And then I started doing all this stuff, and like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Coming from the kid that never used to go to school, mum mm-hmm. yeah. just says like, for the kid that never went to school, it's interesting that you're teaching people how to learn.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, I was going to say I'm going to I'm going to really f- cool. sort of flip it as we end it that what it sounds to me like is uh, it's become normal for your parents to see you achieve yeah that's simple yeah, yeah. well that kid
1: because I remember when I first got to even like half the following like 400,000 or 500,000 or whatever my mum was like oh that's pretty cool <laughs> So like,
0: thanks. Yeah, thanks. 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 There's like six thousand <laughs> people in your old town. It's like and now you've got like <laughs> ten it's times like, that exactly. on your social media. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah,
1: it's just funny. It's just uh, I don't think parents quite understand the the process of the journey. It, does, it doesn't parents. connect to the well. It's not their and world, is it? It's not their world. They don't yeah. have to. They yeah. they still love and are proud of me. So that's that's all that really matters, I guess.
0: Wow. Mm. I'm yeah. I'm
2: gonna stick with. They're just used to you achieving now. They're like, like oh, that. here goes yeah, another yeah, one I like nice that. Oh, another accolade. There you go.
0: Josh, thank you so much for joining us. We're really keen to see what happens in the future. Yeah. And we'll, we'll book tickets for the Coca Cola Arena uh, when it happens. Can't no, wait! Uh, done. Free tickets, right? yeah, you got it. will pay, we'll pay. Cool. <laughs> Cheers, we'll no previews. All right, <laughs> until the next one.
2: Thank you for listening to Rooted Within. If
0: you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan.